Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts your favorite spot the place the podcast where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull today we are going to the uk to visit jane dunham we've got so much to talk about you know jane is a woman that does many many things and you know what she was telling me in the green room race she said she's living her best life but after losing her husband you know which is devastating i couldn't even imagine uh what we're doing she is a thinker, she's a human being, she's a light worker, an entrepreneur, a creator, a writer, a performer, a speaker, and a magic maker. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Jane? Hi, everybody. Hi, Brains. How are you all this evening? Hey, hey. Good, thank um, you, April. It's, it's Halloween here in the UK. I know, trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is that a walking stick on the wall behind us? Oh, no, no, no. This is my energy stick. This is my staff. This is made of hazelwood and it was twisted and turned by honeysuckle. So it's got copper on the bottom for grounding. Really? And it's beautiful. And when you feel it and it's got all the colours of the chakras, the seven chakras and some beautiful feathers there. And when I hold this and I speak on a stage, and when I do my speaking events, I hold this. Oh. And my staff and I do amazing things on stage. And you know, when you're walking down the street at night and somebody's behind you, you swing it. That really probably knocked their, their <laughs> Absolutely. Where did you get that? Was someone make that for you or you found yeah, it? It was, it, it was bespoke made for me for, for my show that I did in September. So I, it was, uh, I requested it. I asked the universe for it in January and it came to me about May time. Well, it is absolutely beautiful. Tell my brains how you show up in the world, Jane. Well, I am um, a catalyst for change for people. Mm. I am a, by day, I am a um, emotional freedom technique practitioner, a matrix reimprinting practitioner. I also do a, a, a therapy called gentle release. Yeah, tapping. <laughs> gentle release therapy. Gentle release. What is gentle release? Gentle release is um, a little known therapy that was um, developed by a friend of mine in the UK. And it's she was an acupuncturist. And it's based on traditional Chinese medicine. So, but we use hands-on. We don't use needles. So we use intention and intuition. And we move around the body using the flow of energy and the chi in the body. And we work with the different organs in the body and the head and the feet. And we give a full bespoke treatment. But of course, for myself, I also channel through spirit. What did you find that you had this amazing gift that you were able to channel and, and reach um, the outer limits? Um, I believe that always throughout my life, I've been quite intuitive. And... When my husband was ill, this time seven years ago, in this very room, this very room seven years ago looked like a hospital 
it was just a hospital ward they were in just in behind me there would have been um uh, dressings and tablets and drugs and injections um hospital profiling bed there so seven years ago I was looking after my husband and he couldn't walk or get out of bed without me at that time and I sat with him um I was looking after him 24 7 our son was only 16 at the time and it was just a thing I just knew he was dying even before the consultant told us that he was dying I knew he was dying it was just a feeling and intuition and then one night in the middle of the night when he was asleep and I was wandering around the house I um, went to sit in the lounge and I actually saw his funeral like on a tv screen in front of me mm. actually sleeping in this very room and I actually saw his funeral and and actually after he had died 16 weeks later that is exactly how his funeral went I knew exactly what to do for his funeral because we were so young you know he was 57 I was 51 and it happened so quickly he had a sarcoma cancer so that happened really quickly within you know, he 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 had a tiny lump in the August. In the September, I'd got I was looking after him twenty four seven, and by January he he had gone. Wow. So wow. it was really really quick. Um, but the intuition started at that time. I just had feelings that he, he was going, that he was ready to go. I knew the day he was going to die, that he was going to go. So even with all of that transition, how did you? you know, channel your gift to be able now to work with other individuals? What was your spark? What was your breakthrough? I believe that, after, well, after he died, quite selfishly, even though I'd got two children, I actually wanted to die with him. I didn't know how to navigate this physical world without him. We had such an amazing life. And then always um, a, a receiver of holistic therapies when my son who's 24 now was being born I was having reflexology for pain relief right. and so when he died all the doctors wanted to do for me was give me antidepressants and sleeping tablets which you know you can numb out basically and I, I, I wanted to feel it all it, it needed to be felt and honored and and just felt and I believe that in those dark really really dark times that's where the growth happens and that's when the breakthroughs come through. And it was when I went to receive some gentle release therapy, I thought I, I could feel the energy moving in my body and it was just moving April and I could feel it just moving in my body and oh, wow, this is great. I need to it almost, it almost sounds orgasmic. <laughs> that's another story. So I thought, my goodness, I've got to learn how to do this. But I realised that I've, I've got a gift. I've got a gift to listen. Because what the breakthrough for me was when I started to learn how to meditate properly. Because um, after Nigel died, I wouldn't drive anywhere. I was so, so full of fear. Fear was consuming every part of my body and every moment of my day every minute felt like an hour felt like an hour every hour felt like a year when he left mm -hmm. I know <laughs> so you worked through the grief process you came mm -hmm. up on the other side and you wrote a book tell us a little bit about the book oh no no I've not wrote a book I wrote a show oh you wrote a show okay you wrote a I saw a one-woman play 
yeah yeah yeah. well it was my own show that I, I wrote the show and I also but I do a lot of writing on my um on my Facebook I do a lot of um writing on there you know um great storyteller thank you so much oh I can hold I can hold you all night I can hold you all night, baby so how did you get on the stage and start telling stories how was that beneficial to you and helped you in your recovery I um didn't start going on the stage until this year um I well I first saw myself because I work in the matrix as well so I do past life regressions and I go to the future so I'm a little bit like a time lord I can take anyone anywhere and I can take myself anywhere so I can go all the way to the future or back to the past many lives um but for me that I first saw myself on stage two years ago talking to many many people talking to many people and, and, and inspiring people to take their own lives in their own hands and take inspired action. So just to grab life by the horns and just, you know, just, just move with it and just keep moving forward. You oftentimes, we forget how brave we've had to be to get to the point where we're at. Absolutely. And, you know, April, that's just that, you know, just keep one foot in front of the other. And sometimes, you know, when I learned to meditate, as I said, that's when I really started to evolve. Because when I finally shut up, brains, everyone, if you're listening, brains, if you're listening, when I finally was quiet, that's when all the answers came. I know. It's, a, it's something about being still. And yeah. we feel as individuals that we're always on automatic, that we've always got to be doing something. You know, we, uh, we got to be churning and burning. And my favorite line is, are we impactful and insightful or are we just busy? You know, are we meeting on the meeting for a purpose or are we meeting on the meeting to see what we're meeting about? You know, are we going along to get along? What are we doing? And that's what you have to do. You have to ask yourself, what the heck am I doing? And if you're not clear and you can't justify it and you can't talk your way through it, then you need to slow down and consider doing something else. And just be. We are human beings, not human doings. So when I finally, I mean, I even believe it or not, I know brains, you won't even believe this, that I can shut up for a minute, but I have been on silent retreats. And, and as I say, that's when, that's when all the, that's when all the answers come in and the, and the, and the, Hope you break on that for a minute because I had I had scheduled to go on one, but then COVID came. I canceled and I you know got my money back. I never went. Tell me what is it like and how long were you there and just what do you guys you guys talk inside? <laughs> the thing is, is that uh, the, the, I went for a week and I was in the Mediterranean and it was kind of an on and off silent retreat. So we just spent out, we just spent periods of time in silence, just with our journals, just on our own, no contact, you know, no eye contact, no contact at meal times, mindful eating, mindful walking. And, and even now, I mean, now I live, I used to have a really, really busy house. This house used to be so busy and now it's so quiet. And so, so now children and grandchildren and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. George, George, my son was 16 when Nigel died. He's 23 now. And um, my, my daughter is 33 on Friday. I've got two little baby granddaughters, eight and, um, well, Ella's eight this weekend, all this weekend, and uh, little Millie is four. So they're looking so, at their grandmother and they're saying, wow, you know, our grandmother's off the chart. She's still, <laughs> she's still looking good. She's fun. She's vivacious. But what would you say to them? What are you saying to them and preparing them for this journey, for this thing that we call life? Four and eight is the proper time because, again, that's when your life is really formulated at that point. Absolutely. I encourage them to feel what they feel. I was walking them to school this morning and talking to them. But I encourage them to just be what they feel. Mm. I, I'm a big believer in, I mean, my show, I was dressed in a tiger suit at one time and then I had a nun's outfit on and then I had a basque on and then I was singing and, and then I was talking and I was rocking. And and my little Ella at eight years old was involved in the show in, in a, on a video form and they're like, and I always say to them, I said, you know, grandma does magical things. You know, we've got crystals and we've got cards and we've got staffs and I've got the best dressing up box. I've got a better dressing up box than my grandkids. Mm. And for me, and even, even my children, and, and, you know, it's if something doesn't feel right, it's not about whether you, whether society thinks it right, whether your friends think it right, if it feels right for wow. you your journey is yeah, a you feeling. gotta tap into that that inner wisdom you, and meditation is a great way to do that there's all different types of meditation brains there's silent meditation there's guided meditation there's walking meditation there's chanting meditation uh but it all and all of them are very different um yeah i mean brains i mean uh, for me i mean the, the gayatra mantra has been paramount in my life and you know, getting up in the morning and, and and having a morning routine, you know, brains having um, just chanting, singing the Gatra Mantra and just then maybe doing the cards and just, you know, meditation can just be walking in nature and feeling one foot and just feeling how your body's moving in the next foot. It doesn't, we're, we're very misguided that um, meditation is sat cross-legged on a, on a, uh, on the floor no, no, you know no. looking perfect and it's certainly not the no, next and time I, I find myself you know don't let me just get out of the shower I get out of the shower I sit in we have a beautiful chair in my bathroom I sit there I put the oils on my body and I just lay back and inhale the steam uh, and ask the universe to you know clear my sinuses and my throat and you know but the things that you learn about yourself just being quiet. Believe me, when you hear that voice in your head, that's spirit talking to you. Don't ignore it because uh, I've been getting some incredible messages and all I can do is surrender and say, yes, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to go deeper. Deeper. So now you've got this audience in front of you. What are some of the responses that people give you? I mean, you know, I'm a poet, so I know I get hand claps and finger snaps. And when you step off that stage and someone says, I really felt you I really connected with you I was there with you you held space for me that is a charge like no other it's been incredible I mean the whole show was given to me by spirit and and as a channeler 
um, I was, I was guess I'd got my car packed to do a well-being, body, mind, and spirit show in a, another town, and I needed to be up in the morning, and it was February, and it was the full moon in February, Friday, the fourth of February, I think it was. Car was packed, and then in the middle of the night, there's bolt upright I keep massive pieces there's one here massive a3 paper beside my bed in case something comes through the whole show came through the whole show came through you've got to be on stage you've got to tell your story you've got to inspire people to to take action in their own life and the for five nights the story came through and it came through with the Commutations of the Wizard of Oz, like um, Dorothy couldn't find a way home. Oh. The Tin Man had lost his heart. The Scarecrow had lost his mind. And the Lion had got no courage. And so, and then the next night, my mum came and sat on my bed. And my mum's been dead for 33 years. Oh. And um, my mum's name was Dorothy. And all my mum said when she sat on my bed was lions and tigers and bears. <gasps> oh, my. So they just went in with Nigel dying and me losing my mind and my heart and my courage and my brains. And and then this was on the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th of February. And by on the 26th of February, I went to see my spiritual reader. And I didn't realise that that until afterwards that that was the 33rd anniversary of my mother's death on the 26th of February on the 27th of February I booked a theater I booked a 444 seat theater oh, wow. and I had I had never performed on a stage before ever and so you rocked the house so moving forward what are you doing with all of these gifts you have a coaching program tell us a little bit about that <laughs> No, I don't have a coaching program at the minute because this year I've been just full on doing the show. It may be that we'll take that on tour next year. So I'm just we're just looking at that at the moment. Um, I'm getting into lots of speaking events at Body, Mind and Spirit shows. Um, and I'm just being at the minute, April. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying just the ride. I'm enjoying just being and, and dressing up and the creativity of it all. And 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 just, I mean, just the, the making the reels and things for Facebook and all the followers that have jumped on, you know, it's just been amazing. And just to just to work with all that creativity has been an amazing amazing thing so I think that anyone that sort of jumps onto my story now is going to be in for a, a bit of a ride actually so let's hear about that inner child work um uh, I don't know people again we talked about your young children four and eight uh we talked about how those are the formative years in a person's life. Uh, those are deal breakers for a lot of people. And when you go back, you may have suppressed a lot of trauma. But when you go back and that inner child looks you in the face and challenges you or reveals something to you or just embraces you, you come back a new person. How do you settle in being that new person? That's a lot to navigate. That, that's some heavy lifting. 
Well, Brains, I, in my, what I say to you is that in my show, there's a whole section that I do that's about the storm in the mind. And it's on a voiceover and it's it's flashing. It's amazing. And it was all given to me by spirit. But it was all those things that were said to me as a child. Sit down. Shut up. Who do you think you are? All those things that you said to as a child. And, and then part of the show was sweeping things that belong in the past to the past. And then the thing, the thoughts that race to the future, bringing them back and staying and living in the now. And when you're faced with that inner child, because what happened to me after doing a massive theatre show was that I was, I, another little inner child came out and I was like, oh, who are you? And she, she was like, you're going to get done now you've said all that. You're going to get told off now you've said all that. And I'm going, oh, come here, baby girl, let's talk. So I was presented because I had held back and been making myself small for many, many years. Because I had gone out into the world in such a big way, this inner child came forward that said, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. That's well, you're going to get. Better. You know, if I could have, would have, should have. And if you did not have those experiences, you wouldn't be able to have a testimony right now yeah. so what would you tell a woman or man that's stuck right now they're going through grief they're going through pain the holidays are about to approach they're sad they're lonely um they're alienated and isolating themselves what would you say to encourage them i would just say to them that that's okay we are taught as children we have this our mamas and our papa's brains they come up to us why are you sad? Don't be sad. Be happy. Why, you know, cheer up. What's the matter with your face? You know, what is we're taught as a society and our parents tell us, come on, because everybody wants to fix you. Everybody wants to fix your sadness or your unhappiness. Like it's something bad, but it's not. It's the human experience. There are no bad emotions. The sadness, the hap the sadness makes you appreciate the happiness. The loneliness makes you appreciate the times when you feel fulfilled. It's yin yang. We have, we have to. It's balance. It's all about balance. And 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 I was talking to a a, a a lady today, and you know, we were talking about the journey of life. But life is like the ocean, and and the the ocean ebbs and flows, and sometimes the ocean ebbs back a little further than we want it to but it's always going to flow back. And, and like the, the darkest part of the day is always before the dawn. So that if you can find a little bit of light. So you, you've got the feels, as I say, you, you're feeling the feels and you're living them. You've encouraged someone, uh, but what do you tell the person that's at the top of their game? Like me, For somebody that is happy, that is awoke, that's conscious, that's aware. Uh, that listens to that inner child, that listens to that voice and shares it. What would you say to me? I would say to you, enjoy every single minute that you feel that. Enjoy every single moment that you feel that because even, even the 
people that are at the top of the game, even the people that feel happy, even the people that are awake, even the people that feel all this, our journey, our ocean's still going to ebb. We're still going to ebb. So while it's flowing, oh man, just go with the flow because you know, you know that you're on the right path of the journey. And like the Wizard of Oz with my show, the yellow brick road is represented by the path of life. Mm-hmm. And when you, when, the thing is that when life is flowing, your whole body feels right. Everything feels right. You just feel right in the world in the universe, in, in whatever dimension you're in at the moment. Well, so just enjoy it. But you know what? People would say, oh, that's, you know, that's not realistic. Um, you know, you're on something. Are you high? Are you tripping? Are you? But they don't know how it feels to feel good and to be happy uh, and to be content, like you say, and just go with the flow. Just and the ebbs when they come because those are teachable moments. Those are moments that are going to heighten your awareness, ground you, humble you, uh, yeah. have you to surrender. So, Jane, before we close, uh, I want to ask you a couple fun questions. Okay, some of my fun, fun questions. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? Chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang, chitty chitty. Because it can swim, it can fly, it can it can go on the road. Wow! If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? A sunflower. A sunflower. Why? Because I could just stand tall and turn my face into the sun and just look at the sun all day and just drink in all that beautiful sunshine you an appliance in the kitchen what would you be oh if I was an appliance I would be a juicer mm-hmm. like the squeeze <laughs> yeah because I could just I could just um just take ev- everything out of every all the bit of goodness out of everything and and have I would have it for myself. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be allowed to drink it. Oh, it would just. Wow. I would be. I would be the juicer. So I would be just extract all that goodness from the earth. I would have all that. Oh, excuse me. And in closing, what would you like your legacy to be? I would like to people. What would I like my legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? Oh God, she was fun. Mm. <laughs> great laugh <laughs> exactly. that's beautiful well i am so proud of you number one Thank uh you. encouraged and inspired by you i can feel and the aura and the texture of the spirit of your husband surrounding you guiding you and he's proud of you too uh tell my brains how to get in contact with you if they are there are you still producing the show well, brains. Um, hopefully, we're going to be taking it on tour next year. We're just having a break this year. The, the show's in the bag. Um, at the moment, we're just we're just like in talks, and we're just settling down from this year because we had a busy year. But you can see me in my. I've got a website where you can see about my journey and things that I've got up and coming, which is janied.com, which is j a y n i e d dot com. 
Um, you can follow me on Facebook, which is probably the best place to see what I'm at. I think that's where we connected, if I'm honest, State Cross. Absolutely. That Facebook is a, a resource, Brains. You meet people. And people collect folks like tokens. They don't ever interact. And me, I like to go in, make a phone call. I want to know who's looking at me. But I also want to know, is there a true synergy, a true connection? And I found a jewel in you. Yes, I did. And I'm so- Thank you very much. They, they can follow me on Facebook and it's Jane, J-A-Y-N-E, Denim, D-E-N-H-A-M. And like you just said, I found my producer and director for my show on Facebook through her energy. Wow. See, go in brains and find you some energy and connect. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend so you can get it in because grief doesn't have to make you sad. Bye, Jane. Bye. Bye.